0: The Shep Nas Podcast begins now.
1: You're listening to the ShepNAS podcast, the podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ. We're expecting great things. My name is Joey. I get to be the host of this podcast. And today I'm joined by Pastor Rob, the lead pastor here at Shepherd. And what we're going to talk about is what it looks like to study the Bible. And we're going to start with kind of why you would study the Bible and then dig into some of the ways um, to get to the place where you're reading the Bible and getting things from it that you might not before. So let's go. Hey, Pastor Rob. Hey, how's it
0: going? It's going pretty good. Good. It's been a long time since I've been on here. I feel like. Maybe not. Well. Anyways, good to see you. Took a couple weeks off. It's good
1: to be with everyone today. Um, Well, yeah, so Easter has happened, and it was great. It was amazing. We're recording this before Easter, but we're... So we're not gonna we're not gonna lie, uh, but but it's gonna be amazing. Easter no always doubt about amazing. It. We're expecting great things. We're expecting great things. We say it all the time. Um, but we thought what would be good um, for the week after Easter is to talk about some of the things that kind of help um, people in their everyday walk. Um, and one of those things is um, something that God gave us that helps to, you know, share what He wants for us. And it's the Bible. Yeah. We talk about the Bible a lot here, Shepard. Yep. And we thought it'd be a great idea to talk about so what's up with the Bible? Yeah. Well, a couple of things that first of all, this
0: is just an incredible book. I mean, yeah. we're we're um it's we're unbelievably blessed to be able to have it. And I think that when you talk about studying the Bible, you have to you have to be convinced that it's worth studying. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, you know, why would you, why would you study it? Why would you read it? Why would you spend time? There's so many other things you could do, your, do with your time, things you could watch, social media, TV, you know, all that kind of stuff. Why should I open up a book and read it or read it on my phone or, an, uh, or whatever, you know, your tablet or computer, however you read it. But I think you just have to be convinced that it's worth it. And, and I think, I remember uh, a long time ago, that was a question for me is like, is this book really worth it? Um, How do I know that it's really God's word? Mm -hmm. And um, I did a big long study on all this, and I and I and I came to a summary conclusion um, of this. And so here's some things that I think are important to understand about the Bible. So we say that the Bible was inspired by God, um, and that means that everything that we have in the Bible came from God. Now God didn't like write it in a you know he didn't type it or anything, but he spoke to men inspired them, and they wrote it down. So, so the Bible was inspired by God and composed by more than 40 different men. So there were 40 different people who God spoke to and said, I want you to write this down because this is what I want my people to know. But here's the really cool thing about that. So it was, it was written by more than 40 different men over a period of 1,500 different years. So over 1,500 different years. So, so you go from Genesis to Revelation, all that was written in a 1,500-year in period. And it was also written on three different continents. So three totally different continents. Uh, and it was written by men who spoke three different languages, uh, Hebrew, Aramaic, Aramaic, and Greek. Um, and they were all from different cultures. Um, you, have, you have guys like Solomon, who's the wisest man in the world. You have Moses. You have guys like um, Peter, who was a fisherman, mm-hmm. right? So you have guys from all different cultures uh, and all kinds of different educational levels and they're writing about hundreds of different subjects. So there's every topic that you could ever think of is covered in the Bible, all of these different topics. Uh, and there are several different literary styles. So it's it's like you have, I think, uh, I can't remember right off the top of my head, like 12 different literary styles or something like that, where you have the law and the prophets and, and prophetic writings and gospels and biographies mm-hmm. and poetry and, and all these different things. Um, and and so so let me summarize that. So God used 40 different men over a period of 1,500 different years on three different continents by men speaking three different languages from different cultures, different educational levels, about hundreds of different subjects, using several different literary styles. But despite all of this, the Bible is in complete harmony with itself. Mm-hmm. Like nowhere does it contradict itself. Like if if it's truly from God's word, he's not going to say, one thing here and another thing that contradicts it here. So, so I feel like for me, there was a great deal of confidence that I could have in the scripture that it was written by 40 different men through 1500 different years. Most of these guys never met each other. They never knew each other. They never read each other's writings. They didn't know what they were writing or anything like that through different languages, different cultures, educational levels, hundreds of subjects, different literary styles, and despite all that, the Bible is in complete harmony with itself. So for me, that was like, there's something to this. There's something divine to this. And so it's more than just a collection of books or whatever. It's, 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 it is it's it's God's word to me mm-hmm. uh, to, to help me to know how to live and God's word to you to help you know how to live as well. So it's really, I mean, it's it's amazing. And then, of course, you have the Bible divided up into the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, I think there are 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, Um, all of the old Testament books point toward Jesus. The new Testament books are all about Jesus start with his biography and his life or yeah, his biography. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's an amazing book. Um, and there's incredible stuff that we can learn from people in the past who were walking with the Lord. Uh, we can learn with what Jesus said. And there's places in the Bible where it says, this is what's going to happen and this is how you should live your life because of what's going to happen. So, is an incredibly valuable book. Um, and more than just a book, it's, it's God's living word to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think if we're convinced that it's worth studying, then that
1: makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, um, I know when I talk to teenagers about, um, what does it look like to like, I, I have people come to me and they say, I just, I don't hear God talk. I don't know what he's saying to me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know where to go. My first question is typically, well, uh, was the last time you've read the Bible? Yeah. Like when? What does it look like for you to sit down and read God's Word? Because that's where He's going to talk to you. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, when we talk about how the Lord speaks two different ways, there's the Logos, L-O-G-O-S, which is the written word mm-hmm. of God, which is what we we hold the Bible, we're holding the Logos, and it is God's word to us. Mm-hmm. It's everything we need to know to learn, to, to live the life that God has called us to live. There's other ways that God speaks to us through of Rhema, course, with, of course. To the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, but... Typically, the Lord doesn't speak any other way unless we're connected to Him in the Word first, mm-hmm. because everything else He might say is going to be a confirmation of what He said in the Logos, the written Word. And if we don't know the written Word, why would He give us other words that we don't that that we because we have to test every word that, with the Logos, right? Mm-hmm. It, and, and so, yeah, you definitely want to be connected to that. And you're right. If kids like or anybody says, yeah, you know, the Lord isn't speaking to me, well he is speaking to you you're not listening because you're not picking up the word and reading it if you're looking for a way that you can get involved at Shepherd we have an immediate need where you can help all this week we will be working on some improvement projects at the church you don't need a lot of skills just a willing spirit we will be tearing down some walls and ripping up carpet to prepare for coming renovations Monday through Thursday, we will work in the evenings at the church from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We'll take Friday off and then we'll begin working again on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and continue that day until we get finished. You can tell us you're coming by emailing podcasts at shepnaz.org or you can surprise us and just show up at the church Monday through Thursday
1: from 6 to 8 p.m. and then again on Saturday at 9 And when we, um, I had a professor once talk about this and we're going to kind of dive into what it looks like to study the Bible. Um, but <laughs> if you would imagine that your hands, you just, you're working outside, your hands are, you're, they're muddy. You've been digging around the dirt. Reading the Bible, just reading the Bible is like putting your hands under a faucet and, and some of that dirt's going to wash away and some of that's going to mm-hmm. get in. When we talk about Bible study, Bible study is like, that's, using soap and you're scrubbing your hands and you're you're really yeah. digging into what God's God has for you. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit. What does it look like to study? How do you study the Bible to not get what you want out of it, but get what God wants out of it for you? Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things that I think is really important is that you um, find a version that you can understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people in our culture today, Christian and non-Christian, um, think that the Bible is irrelevant because it's hard to understand because maybe they pick up a version of the King James Bible. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that one's better than the other. Uh, some are easier to understand than others. But for instance, the King James version was written in 1611. It was authorized by the King of England, mm-hmm. King James, because mm-hmm. uh, he wanted one that he could understand when it was written in Greek and there was a Latin Vulgate. There was all these other kinds of things and he needed one he could understand. Well, the the King James version was written in a In the way that they spoke back then, you know, the these and thous and beseechest and all these other words that we don't use today. Like I have read the King James Version. I'd look up some of those words because I don't know what they mean, but that's how they spoke. So there's nothing like more holy about the King James Version than the New International Version or the other versions that exist today. And and it's important to understand there's different ways to, to get the Bible, right? So there's two primary ways. There's the... There's a paraphrase and then there's a translation. So a paraphrase is when someone takes something like the King James Bible, they read it, then they rephrase it in language that they can understand and, and try to make it understandable. Yeah. And the most
1: famous of that would be Eugene Peterson's message.
0: Yeah, version. well, at first it was the Living Bible. The Living Bible and it. Then, mm-hmm. and it was a paraphrase, and then is the message. Yeah. And I'm reading through the Bible this year, and I'm reading the message, and it's just it's it's a paraphrase. It's yeah. not a translation, which means he took a version of the Bible that was translated, and he just kind of rewrote it in, in modern language. Yeah. And the, and the challenge with that is that language changes yeah. all the time. And it's
1: not perfect. Right. It's not perfect. Right.
0: I mean, the word is perfect, the word but is the perfect, translation but his, may not yeah. The paraphrase mm-hmm. So, so that's a paraphrase, and those aren't the most accurate, but a translation is the most accurate. So a, the translation and how it differs from a paraphrase is that a paraphrase is taking something that's already been translated and rephrasing it. Mm-hmm. A translation is going all the way back to the original language and then translating it from the original language into the language of today. So like the NIV, ESV, any, anything that's really kind of called a version is a translation and it goes all the way back to the original language and then translate it, translates it into the modern language. And it's taking the original version. So, so like in the Old Testament, when they translate that, they're going all the way back to the Hebrew and translating the Hebrew, not translating what somebody else already translated. And then they're doing that for the Greek in the New Testament. And those are the most accurate and there are some that are more literal. They're all accurate, but there are some that are more literal because the way they spoke the Greek language or the Hebrew language isn't exactly how we speak the English language. So some of them, if they're more literal, they might speak, you know, in a in a, in a way that we d- might not do it ourselves.
1: Uh-huh. But Sentence structures, a little, little outwired. Right, 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 can, right.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the others would be like they might, they might make it say, they make say it the way we say it so we can yeah. understand it. But it's a, that, that's a translation. Yeah. And so, and so here's the thing that's really important is that you find one of those that you understand and that you like, because if you have to read, if you're reading the, I'm not trying to pick on the King James, but let's say you're reading the King James and you don't understand it. There isn't much value to it mm-hmm. for you to read something that you don't understand if you were raised on it and you know it, no no problem. But if you just became a Christian and you're like reading that and you're like, it sounds like a, you know, a movie from a long time ago and I don't understand it, then find a version that you understand that speaks the language that you speak because God is speaking your language. He wants you to hear, know, and understand what it is that he has to say to you. So definitely do that. And if yeah. you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I, I don't, i I don't know which one is best for me. You can send us an email at podcast at shepnaz dot org and I can send you all kinds of stuff a, mm-hmm. about translations and which one I think is a good one or whatever um, I mean they're all good, but you know based on what you're looking for, we can suggest something that might be helpful to you yeah so yeah gotta definitely, you gotta, you gotta understand it. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, if I'm reading a Spanish version of the Bible, it does not help me yeah. because I can't read it. And, you know, if you can't understand certain, uh, you know, the ways that it's communicated in the past, don't, don't do that. Get yeah. one that you can understand. We had,
1: um, when I lived in Jacksonville, we worked with Young Life, um, which is a parachurch, parachurch organization that targets high schools. Um, and you just you work with local high schools and you work with the kids in there. And the majority of the kids that we would work with um, did not typically come from Christian homes and didn't really have um, much in the way of uh, faith foundation. And so um, we had this one girl named, um, well, we'll leave her nameless, uh, but she was really great kid. And um, The nameless great kid. Yeah, she's great. And she had uh, a Bible that she would bring to Um, The times that we'd be together, they're small groups called campaigners. And she just one day said, just, I just don't get it. I just, I look at this and I'm reading it and I have no idea what it's saying. So okay. Well tell me, tell me what's going on. And she'd open her Bible and it was a King James Bible. It was a Bible given to her by her grandmother when she was um, four or five years old. It's the only one she'd ever seen only one she'd ever known. I just don't get it. And I said, that's okay. (laughs) Like, yeah, it it would be hard for me too, and yeah. I've got a theology degree, yeah. So, um, we're not saying that you can't read the King James Bible, right? It, but it just may not, not be the right. It may not be the one for everyone, right? And find the one that works for you. Um, and we're, we don't get paid by any of these um, companies that translate the Bible yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're not We're not out here trying to like stump stump for the NIV or the NLT or all the other yeah. Three-letter translation. Yeah, ESV yeah. and yep. CBA, yeah. ABC CBS. Oh wait, that's a that's not it. That's not <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, find the one that you that you're looking for, and um, but the word is like medicine for your soul. Yeah, that you oh. can also get at CVS. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to throw that in. <laughs> All right. So that's the first step. Find a find a translation that you can that you can understand, um, that is uh, readable, and you can you can hear from. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for our episode today. I know that's kind of halfway through what we were going to talk about, but we want to give you some bite-sized pieces. So tune back in tomorrow for part two as we study what it looks like to really dive into the Bible. So for Pastor Rob, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gahanna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.